to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. I am Alexa, and with me is my co-host with the most most, Ambrosia. What up, what up? <laughs> How are everybody you? doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. I'm rolling with the energy. <laughs> rolling with the energy? This post-full moon energy has been interesting. It's been it's been an up and down and in and out type energy, but totally. It's good. It's good. We have an energy expert with us today. Yeah. We, I don't know if you would call him an energy expert. He likes to be called. Um, go ahead, Alexa. Go ahead. You're better at energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping the ball. Like I'm failing miserably and no. fumbling. Hey, don't speak that shit into existence. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, we have a really special guest with us today, David Lyon, who is a mystic magician, hypnotist for the soul, clairvoyant, and a channel for... Thoth, one of our favorite beings that we have on this podcast. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. What's popping? What's popping? It's great to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming. Um, We actually, we met you when we were at the Mystic Manor a couple weeks ago, which was really awesome. Thanks Mm -hmm. for stopping by and sharing. uh, Actually, we kind of told a little bit about the story of what happened, but Ambi, do you want to recap a little bit about how we met David? Oh, yeah. So we were all just hanging out at the Mystic Manor in Venice Beach. No big deal on a mansion. And um, the beautiful Samantha Lotus walks in with this magical human. And she says, hey, Ambie, you channel. This is David. He channels, too. And then um, you told everybody that you were channeling uh, Thoth. Thoth or Thoth? I always say the wrong name. Thoth. I always say the wrong names. I used used to say Thoth, and then he corrected me with Thoth. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. He's tried to correct me a couple times. (laughs) 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 So, um, but it was really amazing because we got to see you channel, which was exciting. And then you got to see me channel, which was really exciting and fun. And it was supposed to be like a small gathering, and it kind of turned into a bigger gathering than I think well, then I anticipated. I don't know about you. You probably didn't have any expectations. You had no well, expectations to even channel. So. Yeah, I, I didn't even expect to, to channel. That was my first time doing uh, group channeling because before that, I've only done like one-on-one with people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, you served as the inspiration and the catalyst to call me for Peer pressure. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for it. It went amazing. It was, yeah, it went really well. Everybody loved it. Everybody was so excited when they met you. And myself included, we were all like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> it's really exciting. It's nice to be on the other end of it when someone's like, you channel what? I like it. It's fun. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, no, I can imagine. It's always nice to be on the receiving end. Yeah, it's fun. It was a highly exciting day in the manor. It was probably my favorite day that we were there because everybody, I said this when we were all sitting around and everyone was like pulling out their gifts. I was like, it's like a spiritual potluck. Everybody's bringing their, <laughs> their best gift and it's so exciting. I was like, I felt like a little kid. It was it was so cool to watch you guys do it together. And, um, and David, it was so cool to hear like your stories of your journey with Thoth and mm-hmm. also to see, you know, you do hypnosis. I, that... Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the hypnosis was, was in- awesome too. Yeah, we're gonna have to get into uh, we're gonna have to get into several different things here in this conversation. But David, before we go into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about like your story and your background and you know how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Oh man, um, sure. So big question. Let me see. Where do I start with this one? So since I was a kid, I was always very clairvoyant. I just didn't know that that was a thing. Um, I was able to see and read people's minds, and I just thought that's what everybody did. And what I mean by that is I I, I was always very sensitive to the different vibrations of thought that people let off. So be it their subconscious thoughts, unconscious thoughts, conscious thoughts. And what that would look like for me in my life is I would constantly hear this double talk from people. So for example, you know, I was a pretty different kid and people thought I was weird. And I don't and know so, what that's like. That's yeah, like. I know, right? It's, 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 <laughs> it's an oddity. But like I have one very vivid memory of like being at my grandparents' house and I was just doing cartooning. I was drawing a drawing of Woody Woodpecker. And, <laughs> and one of my grandmother's friends came up to me and she was just like, oh, what are you doing there, David? But I heard her mind say, what's wrong with you, David? Mm-hmm. And so I would constantly have experiences like that where people would be judging me with their inner thoughts. And I didn't know that they didn't know I could hear it and feel it. And so it's, it was like having this constant experience of judgment and people wondering what's wrong with me. And so eventually when enough people do it, I start to wonder about myself. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, what's this thing that people are seeing? And so I started to look for a problem that was never there. And, and that began, you know, at least one of my journeys of pain and led me to the point of, you know, just wanting to shut myself down and my gifts and, and rejecting myself, you know, because that translated to, you know, me growing up. And in high school, I was I got pretty heavily um, psychologically bullied, you know, because I was mm-hmm. I was the black kid, not like the other black kids. You know, I was raised by a Jewish family. I went to private Jewish school in elementary and in high school. By the time, you know, I went to a predominantly black school and I was just like, oh, more people like me. Um, but I was nothing like them. And so I got bullied for that. And so it was just lots of shots on my inner being, on my authenticity. So eventually, since I kept getting rejected by everyone on the outside, I started to reject myself as well. And then that, that's where I started to lose myself, so to speak. And, um, and then from there, it's like I just, the one thing that was never broken in me was my compassion and my curiosity because it's like I could just see like I was able to see the insecurities in people I could see the goodness in people and so I just really wanted to find ways of making friends and connecting with people and the one thing I did observe was the people who had who were cool who had lots of friends they all had a thing right they were all like a rapper or a basketball player they were they were all they all had this thing mm-hmm. and so I wanted to find my thing I'm like all right I just got to find a thing 
And I tried a few different things. I tried the basketball. I tried the rapping. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to see it. <laughs> Ambi raps. <laughs> oh, it's we have good. to hear this. It's Commercial not break? good. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time Alexa has an opportunity to throw out that I rap, she does. Every on, drop, time. Drop a hot 16. I, no, I, I am not. <laughs> I am not rapping. Literally, it's repeating words of songs. That's all it is. We're uh, back onto your bio. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So I wasn't really good at many things that I or I didn't excel. It wasn't like oh, this is it, you know. And so eventually, I just got to this point where I was just like, maybe I'm not good at anything. Maybe I'm just kind of this guy. And then. In that surrender, when I just kind of let go of searching for something, one day my mom um, called me while I was in the basement and she was just like, David, David, you got to turn on the TV. There's this new magician on TV. And I was just like, ah, I don't want to see him. He's probably just going to try and copy David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, no, no, you don't understand. He's doing this thing in the street. It's like street magic. And I was like, street magic? And I just turned on the TV. I saw David Blaine. And instantly I was just like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, that, for me, that was, that was like the beginning of my, my true journey of, of like finding my purpose, you know, because like from that point forward, life just gave me the synchronicities to learn magic. So put like magicians on my path and invitations into more magic on my path. And that's where I started to build myself up. So, I, so that chapter of my life was really like becoming an entertainer. And um, I'm trying. I, I don't. I don't know if I should go. How long into the story I should go, or if you want me to summarize it? Because whatever you but, feel. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so basically, I became a magician. I was 16, and I spent five years not performing for anybody. I was just performing for like my close friends and in the mirror, and. When I was 21, I was going to college, and finally, it was it was it was my first time in college, and now I had zero friends. I didn't even have my nerdy friends that I had from like elementary school, and I really knew that if I just had the courage to perform magic for the first time for people, that people would want to befriend me, and that's all I really wanted. And so, long story short, I finally did it. I got the courage. I performed for people, and overnight, I went from being like the most invisible guy in school to the most popular guy in school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, TV opportunities came in. People wanted to film me. I got my first hot girlfriend, which was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice little bonus there. <laughs> it was, you know, for someone who was like so insecure and heavily bu- bullied, like it was literally overnight where just like, you know, not only was it overnight, but it, it, was, it, it brought me from one extreme to the other in the sense that, so in my, in my mind, I thought, I'm like, okay, so who I am is not good enough. So now I have to become like the cool people. I have to, mm. you know, I, they walk and they yeah. talk a certain way. And, you know, so once I, um, I broke the ice with magic and everybody was into me, I'm like, okay, now I can act like the cool kids. Right. And so I started to develop this ego. And really begin to lose myself, but at the same time, you know, it was a necessary stepping stone, you know. So I, I, I started to like be more macho and arrogant and big-headed and cocky, and I became all the things that I saw, and it worked. 
in terms of like having all the nice things on the outside, the, you know, the women and the fame and the this and the that, but I was so incredibly, incredibly empty on the inside and I had no idea why. Cause I, I, I forgot that I had rejected my authentic self. And in fact, I forgot that there was an authentic self. So I just had amnesia at that point. Hmm. So ultimately what happened as my um, journey unfolded, I was, by the time I reached 25, I had reached what I thought was the pinnacle of my career because I was, um, I really wanted to perform for Drake. That was my big dream. Yeah. And I'm like, and I was just like, once I perform for Drake, the whole world's going to want me. Um, I'll be, you know, I'll finally have the fulfillment that I'm seeking. And so I manifested it. I performed for Drake. It's on my YouTube channel. Whoever wants to check it out. Where, where and when? Like She's where? like, how yeah. right now? <laughs> no, I just want to know, like, how did yeah. that come to be? Like, was it at like a club? Like, did you party? It was, so, so it was, I, 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 I could pinpoint exactly how the synchronicity happened. Because I remember I was in my room. And at the time, I was chilling with my homie named O'Neal, and we were smoking and drinking, and because that's who I was back then, mm-hmm. and um, and we just finished filming a whole bunch of Lionism, which is the name of my brand, a uh, bunch of magic and hypnosis videos, and and then I was listening to Drake, and I was just feeling really proud of myself for everything that I accomplished, and I'm just like, as I'm listening to Drake. I was just like, man, his inspire his music has inspired me so much. I would really love to just shake his hand and say thank you. Mm. And as soon as soon as I had that thought, I had a flash that just popped in my mind that that was just like, make a demo video of all your videos, like just make a montage. And I was just like, okay. So it's like I I acted on the inspiration, not realizing how it might be connected to anything, let alone Drake. Made a demo video put it out on on the internet it ended up going viral on world star and i got wow. known as as the black david blaine wow and awesome. through world star someone reached out to me and was just like hey would you like to perform live on tv um in toronto on christmas eve and that was my first television appearance um live and i was just like yeah absolutely did that appearance and then someone else called me and it was just like i still don't even know how they got my number but called me up. He was just like, I saw you on TV. You were absolutely amazing. How would you like to perform for Drake on Boxing Day? Why? That's awesome. And this was in a period of six months of having that vision. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so that's how that came to be. It was at a, a very private party. There was no fans or groupies. It was just a bunch of celebrities and industry people. And what was that like for you? Oh, man, it was so cool. You know, he's, he's an awesome dude. I have to say he was way more humble than I anticipated because like I was there, I was performing and whatnot. And then um, Drake showed up late, you know, so I was performing for all the other celebs and and Drake showed up late. I was on the second floor. He, he was on the first floor. And I, I wasn't just going to like run up and be like, hey, man, pick a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was like, I yeah. had to play it smooth. You got to be cool. Yeah. yeah. I got to play it cool. And so about when he walked in, all the celebrities got called to sit down for dinner. And so that was my break time. And so I just went to go chill by the bar and I was talking with the bartender. And as I'm talking to her, all of a sudden, Drake just comes up right next to me. And he was just like, talks to the bartender. He's just like, he's like, yo, give me that bottle over there. (laughs) And I was, and in my head, it's like, I knew there was a really small window of opportunity. I'm just like, oh shit, that's Drake. You know, so (laughs) as he started to walk away, I was just like, yo, Drake. 
And he turns around and I'm like, yo, I just wanted to say thank you, man. You have no idea how much you inspired me in my life and my craft. Uh, you know, I'm from Montreal. I'm a magician. And he's just like, oh, no way. I love Montreal and I love magic. I'm like, I'd love to show you something. And he's like, he's like, it better be fucking ridiculous. I've been to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I did. And I performed for him. I took his $20 bill and I turned it into $100 and then let him see it and then and then I levitated some cards for him, and then he he gave me a shout out on camera. He was just like, "Drizzy Drake, lionism, it'll blow your mind, son." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's the ultimate endorsement. Oh yeah, it, it was like dream come true, uh, absolute dream come true. And with that said, you know, the you know after I left that, obviously I was like on cloud nine, and I'm just like, that's it. I got this video. There's all kinds of industry people there. My phone's gonna be blowing up tomorrow. Everyone's gonna be wanting me, this, that, and the other. And then the next day rolled around and it was just another day. Mm-hmm. And my phone wasn't blowing up, no one was calling me, the hype was starting to die down. And and that void that was inside of me that I had been trying to fill for so long to find fulfillment was was just even more agonizing because now I reached my biggest dream and even that didn't fill it. Mm-hmm. And, and then on that day, I asked myself a very powerful question that I believe changed my life, which was, what is it that I'm not seeing? You know, because I knew it wasn't, what am I not doing? Everything I'm doing, I'm accomplishing. I, I did everything. But I'm like, there has to be something I'm not seeing. And then so when I said, what am I not seeing? I feel like that's when life's synchronistic doors opened up. And then all of a sudden, I found spirituality and all these ancient Egyptian teachings just started to fall into my lap. And then that's when life really became, uh, began to get really magical. Mm. Wow. Because from yeah. magic to truly magical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was like from, from illusion to magic. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah. So I have a question for you, several. Yes. <laughs> so the <laughs> intention. Um, So I guess my question is when you can hear other people's thoughts or you can feel their intention or hear their intention, as you Mm. described it, Mm. how long did it take you to realize that those are like, that's not something that you should be hearing or you're supposed to hear, right? Because it took me a couple of years to figure that out. Um, And I would walk away from the conversation going, what happened? Like I, it was like, it was a good conversation, but it felt like, I was being attacked or it felt like um, it felt like I, I felt like certain people were hitting on me when they weren't. And I, I didn't understand mm. what was happening. And then it took me a little bit to realize like, oh, you're actually hearing or feeling their intention. And you can't blame somebody for that because they don't know you can do that. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I was um, I was 25 when I found out, you know, and I found out because a psychic told me. And I didn't even know if I believed in psychics. You know, I like I, I was, let alone finding out that I was one. And so, yeah, she basically, I, I went to go see this psychic and I was super skeptical. And, you know, because as, as an illusionist, as a mentalist, we're taught ways to mimic psychic ability through trickery. Mm. And so the common thought is that, oh, well, if we could mimic this through, through trickery, that's what all psychics are actually doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, but I, I did feel inside me that this must have been imitated from, from something authentic so that there must be some real psychic somewhere, but just certainly not in my hometown. 
Yeah. Right. You know, so, so I went to go see the psychic and right away she, you know, she threw me off. Cause when I, when I got to her house, like I'm picturing like an old lady in like a raggedy shack and she was <laughs> in this like big house and she had like Gucci heels and like this off just off the shoulder swag going on. And, and so I was like, ah, oh, here we go. And <laughs> sounds like Teresa and, Caputo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually kind of, yeah. kind of. Yeah. That kind That's of pretty vibe. awesome. Yeah. It, yeah, so she ended up giving me a reading and um, and it was bang on. You know, one of the first things that she out of her mouth was just like, your mom was abandoned by her birth parents and adopted into a Jewish family and your dad left your life when you were three years old. And I was just like, how the f- did you know that? You know, right. like, that's not a cold read. That's not, you don't look at a black person and go, you're Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So so she got me off the bat and then eventually she was just like, um, she's like, by the way, make sure you don't use your mind reading abilities for manipulation. And I was like, what mind reading abilities? And she was just like, you could see into people's minds. I'm like, mm. uh-huh. She's like, not everyone could do that. And I was just like, whoa. Like, it just hit me in that moment so hard because it was like, it was like all these dots just connected. And I was just like, that's why these things were happening. And it was like, it was literally that moment that what felt like a curse became my greatest gift because I realized how I could use it now to help people to see things that they're not seeing. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. I like that. So will you share with us the story about how you started to channel? Uh, Thoth in particular? Yeah. 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 Um, Oh man. Our audience loves Thoth. He's been such an amazing presence. And like you haven't channeled him. No, I don't channel him. But he Mm. just chats. He visits. Yeah, he does not like our jokes, but he gives us some really deep information. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why he wouldn't want to be playful. Yeah. I have no idea. That's that was actually part of our exchange. So I'll I'll weave that into the story. It was me teaching him playfulness, by the way. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. So what had happened was, so. Once I opened up those doors of synchronicity and life was teaching me spirituality and ancient Egyptian teachings, one of the things that was given to me was um, a teacher. I was a teacher at a high school at the time, and one of my co-teachers gave me this these uh, printed out pages that she just got from a library, and she's just like, I feel like you should read this. And I look at it, and it said, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. I thought it was pronounced Thoth. And I was just like, I'm like, who's Thoth? you know? <laughs> yeah. And sh- she was like, oh, well, he's the god of magic and wisdom. And I was like, oh, that's intriguing. So I took it home. I read it. And I just like every page, I was just feeling like so activated by it. I didn't even realize why. And, and it was also so deep and intricate. And so I loved it, thinking not much of it other than that it was a dope read. And then one week later, Um, it was my birthday and I had my first apartment and I really wanted a cat for my birthday because I, my, my mom got rid of my cat when I was six years old because my brother was born and he was allergic. And so I really wanted a cat. And so I was like putting it out into the universe and one of my friends hit me up and she's like, Oh my God. She's like, don't get any, don't get a cat. My cat just had kittens. You have to take one of my cats. I'm like, yeah, cool. Uh, send me a picture. And she sends me a text with a bunch of cats and right away, my eyes go to this one cat. I'm like, oh, I'm like, who's that one? And she's like, oh, that's Thoth. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, 
Who names a cat though? I am. That's a right. wild name for a cat. Right. You know, and it's like, and I just received the tablet. So I'm like, okay, that's obviously my cat. And so I go to the house to pick up the cat. And when I, when I get there, there's um, the mom is on the bed and there's a litter of like 15 kittens. So I wasn't sure what was what. And so I kind of bend down and this one cat literally walks out of the pile, walks right up to me and puts her paw on my forehead, almost like I choose you. Aww. And I was just like, I'm like, which one is this? And she's like, that's both. Wow. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> like this is <laughs> that's this, amazing. Like this is some magical shit happening. So I took her home, and little did I know that that me receiving the cat Thoth was Thoth's way of leaving me a breadcrumb trail to let me know what was about to happen in my near future, because mm-hmm. my cat Thoth was very much my teacher. So when I when I first got her, where I was in my life, I was very I still had lots of anger issues. I was rigid. I was controlling. And so I was a certain vibration, basically. And through learning to harmonize with my cat and realizing that I can't be those things with her and get along with her, I learned to become more playful, more flowy, loosen up, and just more lighter hearted. And then eventually, once I got into a certain vibration, I was close enough to the vibrational vicinity of Thoth for him to be able to descend and on... October 1st, 2015, while I was at a marketing workshop, um, I was just sitting there chilling, listening to the speaker and Thoth just showed up to my left in the physical, or I should say the quasi physical. And, and he was, and it was just this instant recognition. Like there was no sense of like, whoa, you know, it's almost like he prepared my consciousness somehow. Mm, Yeah. And, you know, he showed up, he had like the, you know, body of golden light and the head of the ibis Mm -hmm. and you know it's like our hearts recognize each other and i'm just like immediately i'm like what are you doing here and he was like he's like just watch and i was watching the speaker and and as i was watching the speaker in my head i was judging him and i was i was judging him you know not intentionally it's just what was happening but like i I was judging Mm -hmm. him because i'm like i'm like i'm like oh he's not he's not authentic because you know, because I was able to see through him, I saw that the true him is a very like silly person, but he was talking very seriously and like blase. And then, and then Thoth, he's like, he's like, you know, there's more than one version of authenticity because he's speaking from his heart. He may not be his true soul's personality, but because he's speaking from his heart, that is authenticity as well. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa. And I'm like, you're smart, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so so that that inspired the connection and he let me know that you know we're going to be working together and that um he's going to be mentoring me and that i'm going to be channeling him and little did i know as we continued that dance with each other that you know as memories started to come back i i would start to have like weird experiences where like i would literally walk in to sign like an entertainment contract and as i was one time i walked in the building as soon as i walked in the secretary she was just like you were thoth in a past life like Whoa. The, the first words out of her mouth. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, how did you know that? And I, I, just, I thought she was misinterpreting what she was perceiving at the time. I thought she just saw the being that I work with. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she was actually accurate because I didn't have that memory come back yet. Right. But, wow. but eventually, you know, that was, you know, Thoth always in my experience teaches through misdirection. So he'll like lead you into an experience that you think is one thing and then he'll drop in some information or like 
they'll lead me to Ambrosia's channeling workshop. Mm -hmm. So I could be like, oh, this seems exciting. I could do groups one day. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Then, you're and then Ambrosia will call me for yeah. it. Like, yeah. And then you're going to channel. Yeah. yeah. Right. You so, could yeah. do this right now, right yeah. this second. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I, I'm someone, I, I always say yes to expansion. So that's, that's kind of what happened. And then, um, um, and yeah, and eventually the memories came back of myself as Thoth in a past life. However, the way that it's shown to me and my experience of it is, you know, I don't necessarily see it as a past life. I see it as a simultaneously existing life, a parallel mm -hmm. life. You know, so if, if we're on if we're on a TV, if, if our consciousness is on a TV channel, I'm on channel five and thoughts on channel three, but they're both simultaneously existing. So we're just two apples from the same tree, from the same extension of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And um, and so and so so that's how it began. You know, I started channeling him, and and then at some point, you know, I, like he's teaching me all this wisdom and about the inner workings of magic, and I'm just like, I was like, why me? I'm like, what what are you learning from me? What's our exchange over here? Mm. And and he's like, you're teaching us playfulness, and and I kind of looked at him like I'm like, you are kind of rigid. <laughs> you know, he's very just like, do this power yeah. of silence. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Yeah. And so that excited me. So then I literally, you know, because remember at this, like I would see him as like a full blown hallucination. And mm. so we would literally be in my living room and I would be teaching him how to dance to loosen up. I'd be like, okay, I'm like, bro, try this. And I would show him like the Carlton, you know? <laughs> and this is literally what I would do with him. And 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 he would do it. He would have fun with it. And you know, and then, and that was our bond is like, I would show him more playfulness and, and lightening up. And then he would teach me more magic and wisdom. Oh and my gosh. That is such a fun image to have. <laughs> Thoth doing the Carlton. Yeah. I love that. That's another t-shirt. That That's another t-shirt. That would definitely. be a dope t-shirt. He's like, don't you dare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you said you wouldn't tell anybody. Um, that's amazing. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, do you have questions, Alexa? Yeah, well, I was going to ask, you know, how has working with Thoth impacted your life and impacted others? Because I know that you work with him with other people, right? Like you, yeah. he helps you coach other people. So how has that been impacting um, yourself and others? Yeah, great question. Um, it's been super exciting and challenging working with Thoth. You know, I always thought becoming a channel, you know, because I used to watch Bashar and I still watch Bashar. He's my favorite channeler that there is. And I just thought that, like, you just turn on the channel and now, like, everything's super easy. You just channel. You just do the thing. Mm. And, you know, but there's a behind the scenes that you don't often see with channelers. And so I'm sure Ambrosia could speak to this as well, you know. And um, so in the beginning, as much as it was exciting, it was super challenging because it just felt very vulnerable. You know, like, first it started with channeling for my girlfriend at the time, which, sure, no problem. Then it's like I had a little group of people who, who I was mentoring and that felt very nerve wracking. But, you know, I did it and, you know, I just kept following these little initiations. And then at some point he was like, OK, he's like, it's time for you to do an, a, an, a, your first event. He's like, do a Thoth event. And I was just like, yeah, I'll get right. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> and I just I really did not have the courage and confidence at the time to um to follow through on that because my biggest fear was what if I do a Thoth event and Thoth doesn't show up, mm -hmm. you know, like, what am I going to do? Just sit there in a chair and just be like, I am Thoth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wing it. 
<laughs> yes. Just make it. I, I got this. It. You got this. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> they ask a question and you're like, oh, shit. Um, what what do you say? think the answer is? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to return it back to you. Yeah. You know, so it, it was scary. And so it literally took me five years to own it. You know, and I went through, through lots of insecurities and growth on the inside to get to that point. And eventually what I learned was, how do I express this? Thoth also triggered the shit out of me because he was, he, he had such a um, father-like energy for me mm. and all my wounds were with my father. Mm. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. And so he was my first example of a pure and positive masculine energy. And it also brought up all my shit, you know? So, so this is where the dance took place of like, you know, wanting to be good enough, you know, wanting to be loved, um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And it was also, he was also there to help me step into my masculine in a deeper way because I had resistance to that because my idea of masculine was someone who hurt somebody. Mm. Right. You know, so it was it was really challenging in the beginning Um, once I really especially once I really started to own it, because what was happening was actually almost was it a year ago today, almost a year ago today. So on December 19th of last year, I had this experience where through meditation, I was just kind of chilling and following this trail of bliss. Thoth literally like so my. I had this experience where my identity literally dissolved. Like I went into the space of being nothing and nobody. And it was incredibly blissful. And through that, all of a sudden, Thoth came through my body and resurrected through me. It was literally the experience of a resurrection. Mm. And my whole being and voice changed. And it was just like, I am Thoth. And it was like, and my friend was there too. And it was like this three hours of just messages and and about how we're here to serve the light leaders and this is what we're here to do and how we're going to be doing these seven unique events each of them serving as a a rite of passage for people who who show up and for myself and through that experience it was such a quantum leap in my consciousness but it also surfaced a quantum level of shit Mm. for, for me to have to sort through so a lot of that was like masculinity pains um confidence issues um, humility, you know, cause like I had to go through, like, I felt special, you know, I'm like, Oh, I channel thought, you know, yeah. like, and, and even if I didn't carry myself that way, there was on the inside, this sense of specialness, but there's no room for that. If, if you're going to be a pure channel, if you're going to be a pure embodiment. And so ultimately, um, what I was becoming and what I've been going through is becoming, <laughs> um, my own version of Thoth, I guess, is the best way you could put it. Because what a lot of people don't know is that Thoth isn't his actual name. I heard this at the manor. Yeah. I heard so, this. I don't know if you shared this with yeah, us he or did. if Bradley did. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah, it was probably – or, yeah, who knows? I think it was me. I but, think it was you. Because I was um, like, isn't it raw? And you're like, no, that's somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's somebody else. So, so Thoth is a title in the same way that doctor or lawyer is a title. And, and Thoth literally means scribe of the gods. And so, you know, so Thoth is literally a collective consciousness, but the being who we most know as Thoth 
was the one to um, first embody it, and that's and that's how he refers to himself because like I am Thoth, you know, I am a doctor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So so part of my training through my rites of passage has been becoming my own version of Thoth, becoming Thoth, and just um, ascending through these rites of passage, where the next one is white magic. You know, that's another title. So it's um, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question, but that's 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 been yeah. the journey so far. Yeah. <laughs> what does the name David mean? Do you know? Beloved. Mm. This is actually so. It's interesting you ask that because oh man, do is I it interesting this? or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I just got an interest. I'm, I'm wondering if I share this. Like, like okay, yeah, I, I could share this. Okay, cool. So um, I just got this information yesterday. And I was literally bawling my eyes out. Um, so the name David Lyon, and Thoth has showed me this, was a uniquely coded name. David means, if you look it up on Google, means either beloved or beloved. Mm-hmm. And Lion represents courage. And so my name is literally having the courage to be love. And my, since I was a kid, I've known that my mission has been to be an example and expression of the highest love possible. And yesterday, it feels weird to share this, but so yesterday I was doing dishes and I just randomly got all these downloads um, about why my last relationship didn't work out, even though I had this vision of us being husband and wife um, and what was happening with me. And essentially what I was shown was that I'm moving on to a new incarnation now hmm. in this, you know, it's, it's, it's without having to physically die, but I'm moving on to a new incarnation. And, um, and when I asked him like, well, I'm like, do I have, I'm like, do I have a new name? Is it like, it's like, no, you don't need to change your name, but to us, you are like the representation now is you are simply love. Hmm. Wow. So when you so when you ask that, so it's like went from having the courage to be loved to simply love. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, Yesterday. so you guys are, you guys are the first to know. <laughs> wow, thank you for sharing that. Coming in yeah. first, really beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yesterday, I had the epiphany. It, it ties into this: is that when we have this fear come up, and it feels like you're gonna die, right? Mm. It is a death. It is a form of death and that's why you're like oh my gosh I think I'm gonna throw up I feel like I'm gonna die because you're going through a part of a death you're absolutely creating a new version of yourself and so it's really uncomfortable yeah and at some point like after doing it so much like I love going through deaths I like Mm -hmm. I know that there's a a death door that I can walk through in the sense of the death of an old identity or the old dynamic of a relationship I get super excited because I know I'm about to butterfly Mm, yeah that's a good way to look at it yeah nice perspective shift yes (laughs) so uh david what else i know you have a a retreat coming up or it's next year but i know you just announced that is that something you want to right around the corner i know it's crazy 2020 is coming in hot Uh, yes (laughs) do you want to share a little bit about that because i know thoth is a part of that as well right (laughs) yeah i would love to so so this retreat is called White Magic, and I'm super, super, super excited about it. Um, white Magic is the second rite of passage experience um, of the seven that Thoth and I are doing, and it's not important if 
if you weren't at the first one because you know the way it's set up synchronistically is that you only arrive at the ones that you need mm. okay. and it's, it's not linear right mm -hmm. i was thinking that I'm glad yeah you answered that. yeah and so there's a cool story behind it because so the first event was simply called thoth which was me embodying thoth and like i said my biggest fear was thoth not showing up and so i did this event um, I speak into thought. I'm like, you're going to be there, right? He's like, he's like, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to be there. And, and so I do the event. It's, it, we, I do it in, in LA. I got this beautiful, fresh Prince of Bel-Air looking mansion. And, you know, and, and the invitation was really, it was the theme of reopening the doors of Atlantis. And so I gathered 22 master psychics and healers and light leaders. And, um, and it was all about moving beyond your labels and stepping into your infinite self, like not just being a coach or a healer, but like you're Alexa, you're Ambrosia, you're so much more, right? And so I do the event, it goes phenomenal. And then at the end of the event, when I go to bring in Thoth, my biggest fear comes to life and Thoth doesn't come in. Mm -hmm. And I'm there in front of the 22 people. But mind you, at this point, the event had gone, it was a seven hour event. It went so incredibly well. And I was on such a high that I was very easily able to shift flows and just um, create an experience where Thoth came to visit them in their hypnosis meditations. So Thoth was still there, but not in the way that he told me he would be there. Right. And so event was a success. And after it was done, I was pissed, you know, because it triggered my father wounds of being abandoned, you know, saying that you're going to do something and not doing it. And so I was pissed. I wanted nothing to do with Thoth. I didn't want to talk to him. And this went on for a good few months. And, you know, eventually when I did have like little conversations, I'm like, I'm like, where were you? How come you weren't there? And he's just like, you weren't vulnerable enough. And I was like, okay, yeah, I could see where that's true. And then, but then I'm like, but wait, why didn't you just tell me that? You could have just whispered in my ear like you always do and say, be more vulnerable. And so... To make a long story short, at one point, I had a deeper conversation with him, and I was just, I, I, was, I was literally cussing him out. Like, I, I went to go see him in my trance. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> da, 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 da. like and I'm like, I may have been, <laughs> I have, I'm like, I may, may not have been vulnerable, but you could have just told me. And he was just like, you were so out of steam by the end of the event that there's no way you could hear anything. Your vibration was too dropped out. And I was like... Yep, you're right. That's true. So I had to kind of swallow some humble pie and be like, okay, so what would I have done differently? Like, what, like I, I, I did this whole thing. What would I have done differently? He's like, bring me in at the beginning of the event. And I was just like, like man, I, I would have never thought of that. I'm like, for me, you were the grand finale. You know, I was doing all these things, had all these guests. And he's just like, and so this is where I learned the importance of building our relationship with the beings we channel, with spirit. And not just not just being like in allow mode, but like, hey, this is how things are going to work. What do you think about that? Same way you would with a person. Right. And so, you know, I had that conversation with him and he was just like, oh, I'm like, OK, in the beginning. And then he taught me a new way of bringing him in the channel that worked for both of us. And then I was like, OK, well, tell me about the next event. What's the next event coming up? He's like, the next event will be called White Magic. I'm like, ooh, that sounds exciting. What's it about? He's like, it's all about the inner workings of magic. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to teach people 
we're going to teach the light leaders about their spiritual gifts and like how passion and excitement are the things that ignite your gifts. He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So we're going to teach them about playfulness because, you know, like playfulness is a higher vibration and seriousness and that creates even more flow. He's like, but play is not the only way. And I'm like, okay, then, then what? And then he shows me this experience called the web of incarnations. And it's what basically what he shows me is, is that the main reason why certain people are more psychically attuned than others who might be living their passions and joys and playfulness is because of um, how connected they are to their other lifetimes that contain those gifts, that source those gifts. Hmm. And so he, you know, he brought me through the web of incarnations experience so I could connect with another lifetime and reclaim some gifts from there so that I could have it. And he's like, this is the rite of passage that we're going to be offering at the white magic retreat along with other things. But that's, that's the rite of passage part. So, so that's the white magic retreat experience is happening. And um, for whoever might be interested in it, it's, um, I actually have to move the date up a little bit. It's May 1st to May 8th in Bali and seven days all inclusive and whoever wants information could of course message me and how many spots do you have available there are 10 spots available only 10 spots spots. yeah that was my guidance yes awesome it sounds really exciting bali is a super magical place and you and thoth and all that energy is going to be like ultra transformative um so yeah if anyone's listening who feels uh, interested, definitely reach out to David. And David, we'll put your um, we'll put all your info in our show notes so people can easily reach out to you. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Ambrosia and I might be there if you allow us. <laughs> of course, yeah. I, I I've already there. asked. I've already inquired. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So I already actually was looking up flights. Like, I'm not even kidding about this. It sounds <laughs> no really – ex- no joke. I'm just kind of uh, – looking at other stuff too that we'll talk about off air, but yes, very, interested. very, <laughs> yes, it really, David doesn't even have a choice about it. I just might show up. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. You can't turn me away. I just you can't turn me away. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> Um, oh, good times. Awesome. David, I feel if- like we could talk for so much longer, David, you're going to have to come back if you'll, <laughs> if you'll do that. I would love to. Yeah. If you'll have me, I'll, I'll be here. Yay. Yeah. You'll definitely have to come back because we know our audience, uh, our listening audience is going to just eat you up and want so many more stories and so eat much, so much more of your magic. <laughs> and I mean, we didn't even talk about like the hypnosis or anything like that, which let me just say, what you, uh, David did like a group hypnosis for us uh, the night of the channeling. <laughs> and I don't know why. I mean, maybe you could explain this to me, but I have never – I felt like more like a little kid than I've ever felt in my life. Something yes. something made me – I was. I just remember bouncing up and down and just like – I was like laughing and I just like couldn't almost contain myself when yes. it started. Is that part of it? Like, I, yeah, Absolutely. I'm so happy you said that actually because – what a lot, what's not taught and what a lot of people don't know is that the true purpose of hypnosis is to help you better understand yourself, right? It's, oh. it's to help you root into your being. And so what it does is it literally lifts the veils of conditioning and reconnects you to your true core natural self. So in other words, it connected you to your essence. That's why you felt that childlike joy and playfulness yeah. because it, it roots you into yourself. It's literally hypnosis is the opposite of enlightenment. 
So hypnosis is going deeper, it's making your roots, roots and enlightenment is going higher. Whoa. Okay. Do you do just hypnosis with people or is it included in like, what do you, what do you do with people? How do you work with people? What is that um, like? Yeah, great question. Um, so I, I do hypnosis in every form. I mean, I, my first passion is street hypnosis. So I'll, I'll go up to people in the street and just make them forget yeah. their name or believe I'm Justin Bieber and just have fun with them. <laughs> Yeah, and um, if you David's, haven't, yeah, check out David's check, Instagram for that or YouTube channel. It's really funny to watch. It's a pretty good time. Yeah, thank you. And what I use, but in the spiritual context, I use hypnosis for spiritual enhancement. You know, a lot of people who might say that they have trouble with meditation, let's say, um, there's no such like when people are like, yeah, you know, I, I can't meditate. Um, it's to me, it's just because the meditation was too boring. You're just not you're just not engaged enough because if you're engaged in something, you get immersed in it, you know. But if you're just being told to like relax and quiet your mind and breathe, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a physical out of body experience when I run on the treadmill. Do you really? I really do. Like every almost every time, um, I will be right next to my body watching myself, and I'm like, wow, you're doing a really good job, and I get like. <laughs> all of this information wow. coming in and I'm like, okay, all right, you got to go back into your body and like record this or capture it in some way. Like that's my form of meditation is moving my body mm. kind of like on autopilot. That's super cool. I never heard that before. Me neither. <laughs> I had no idea you were doing that. Really? I've told you that before. You don't oh. listen to me. It hurts me. <laughs> I said that I earlier. I told you something I've told you a million times. You're like, you never told me that before. Maybe we're in different timelines right now where we never told each other the thing. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but but yeah, so essentially what I do in for in the spiritual in the spiritual sense is I use hypnosis as a portal or as a gateway where as myself being an embodiment of magic, I serve as a tuning fork so that when I bring people into a hypnotic trance. I can activate and serve as a catalyst to reawaken dormant gifts and unconscious potential in ways that are very playful and fun and practical. Mm, I like that. that is really cool. Thanks for <clears throat> clarifying that about hypnosis, like connecting you to your core essence because I've never – I remember thinking in the moment like I should probably be self-conscious about the way I'm acting right now. Like this giddiness, normally I would kind of suppress that. But I was like, but I just can't because I'm so excited for some reason. So that makes me feel really happy to know like that's actually that that is the essence. Like that's actually like what I'm wanting to connect with more. And that's, that's yeah, really you're cool. re you're releasing yourself. You're, you're yeah. being more of you. So for me, that's like the greatest compliment is that you're letting yourself receive. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I don't think anybody noticed how you were acting. I can only speak for myself because I was so engulfed in how I was perceiving the information. I wasn't noticing anybody else around me, you yeah. know? So I'm sure that other people had that experience too. My favorite was Amber's reaction to when you said sleep. Oh, you remember yeah. that? oh my God, that was the best. She's so yeah. cute. She's yes. like, no, wait, what's happening? And she's, as she's like going down, <laughs> she's talking and she's like, no, wait, stop. And she realizes she's now falling down. It's so funny. Yeah, that was, it was, that was really cool. It, it's cool as a hypnotist to see everybody's different response. Cause like, it's not like every, it's not like everybody's the same right you know so everyone right. goes under in different ways so yeah her her response was interesting because like you said she's like going down not knowing what's happening and then she said like when she closed her eyes she 
she was able to see me but as just pure light, light. and then that mm. and that tripped her out and then she like she like popped out she's just like whoa what was that you know like <laughs> yeah yeah that was wild are you comfortable do we have more time i mean i have more time i i have 10 we have 10 minutes 10 minutes or so okay david are you comfortable talking about um the face thing that we talked about the face thing remember i don't know the where people ch- where people like yeah. change forms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you comfortable talking about that? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're we're talking if if I'm understanding right, it's you know, when I would hypnotize people and they start to change forms in front of me and become different versions of themselves. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No. You're I yeah. remember the conversation. Yeah. Yes. That's what you But I'm not see, here's the thing. That's give me an intro. So <laughs> the interesting part is that like sometimes when I look at people I don't see their face. I see other things. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I call, I, okay. I call that trance vision. Um, so basically, what would happen is is whenever I hypnotize someone for therapeutic purposes, mm-hmm. I get so tuned into their energy that this trance vision turns on, and they will literally shape shift in front of me as if mm. a different version of them will superimpose over their physical body, and I see it so clearly that even if I blink my eyes or rub them it's still there. Wow. And, and at first I just, you know, I didn't really know what I was seeing. I just, I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. And eventually as I continued to do it, I started to get downloads of information on them um, and discovered it was me seeing their past life self superimposed over them because that's the version of them that's also receiving the healing in that moment. Mm, that's cool. powerful. Yeah. And, 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 and I discovered that this was the case because one time I had this Mm, larger set woman as as a client and then she turned into this very slim prince with a purple hat and a feather and she was in a castle and and I just saw her writing something and when she woke up I was just like oh it's interesting you turned into a prince and you were a writer and I said the same story and she's just like how did you know that and I'm, wow. like, how do, I'm like how do you know that and she's <laughs> And she was like, well, I just saw a psychic last week. And she told me I was a prince in a castle who was a writer who was alone. And so that's what made me understand what was going on. That's really wild. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's amazing to me is like these gifts are our birthright, right? You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, and and I I also do, because I do my best to like, as we share these stories, it could be like, wow, that's so special. I wish me too, you know, but it's like, we all have this inside of us. It's just, it's just about you know, um, setting that intention and choosing to consciously reawaken them, be it through Mm -hmm. like methods and tools, but it's ultimately just choosing to act on our passion and excitement every moment that we can, because that makes us feel like more of ourselves. And so there we have a container for more of ourselves to come in, such as our gifts and memories. So Mm -hmm. all of you can do this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Super spiritual. Love it. So spiritual. Um, That was that's the perfect thing to end on because that was actually I remember in your channeling David when you channeled Thoth that was the mm. that was the message that came through over and over and over again for everyone what is your yes. highest excitement what is your mm-hmm. highest excitement and yes. I've actually even been thinking about that since I've been home it's like if you're feeling like low energy okay like what is your highest excitement right now like go do that you know like you don't always have to push so hard it doesn't always have to be so serious it doesn't always have to be work and in fact sometimes yes. work can be counterintuitive to you know like you you need to do things that please you and bring out the playfulness and make you laugh 
Yeah, so. and it, and it's it's also just such a it's not only is it like the driving engine of your life, but it's a self organizing principle. You know, like literally yesterday, I've been doing a lot. Like I filmed tons of new street hypnosis videos, and I have to make landing pages, and I have to do retreat stuff. And I had a moment where like I was like, oh, I'm like, where do I start? Because I started to edit my new videos in order. I'm like, well, I started here, so let me make my way here. And as I was doing it, I just wasn't feeling inspired. And then yeah. I stopped. I'm like. I'm like, wait, what's my highest excitement? I'm like, I actually want to edit this video now, and mm. as soon and as soon as I did that, flow came back in, and everything started to organize organize itself in the flow rather than to have this kind of linear feeling to it. Yes, I love yeah. that. That's so true because you're like getting the energy going, you're getting excited, and then from excitement comes in more inspiration, more ideas, like clearer vision, right? Yes, yes, totally. Oh, I love that. The organizing principle that is really cool. Uh, <laughs> Well, David, thank you so much for coming on the show. You'll definitely have to come back. Um, is there anything you want to share before we wrap up? Um, no, just thank you for having me. If, if you guys want to check me out, you could check me out on Instagram. I'm pretty active at lionism, lion like the animalism, like Buddhism, or just type in David Lion. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, check it out. And my website is www.livingmagic.life for those of you who want to go deeper. Triple W. I like that. Uh, <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> we will put all those links in the show notes. It'll be really easy for you guys to check it, check David out. Um, thank you so much for being. Oh, one oh, more yeah. thing. One more thing is um, for anyone who is wanting to activate more of their spiritual gifts. If you feel like you're in that place and you're ready to embody more of your higher self. Uh, I know Ambrosia tried this the other day. If you go on my YouTube, there's a video called soul magic i believe it's soul magic activate your spiritual gifts or something along those lines it's an hour-long video with myself and thoth and it's literally the precise method that i used back in 2012 to reactivate all of my spiritual gifts and so um and, it, and it's a very practical um lesson because it, it works by re-stimulating all the places that you've numbed out as a child that you don't even remember that you did so it resensitizes yeah. all those dormant senses and turns you back on. So mm -hmm. if that's something that excites you, check it out. It's called Soul Magic. Awesome. Yeah. If you send, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> if you send us that link, we can share. It. We can put it in the show notes too. Cool, for sure. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for having me, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was lots of fun. <laughs> it was an honor. And uh, well, nope, no Patreons today because I had to, we had technical difficulties. So Patreons, we love you so much. Uh, thank you, Patreons. Thank you very much. Patrons. And until next, <laughs> until next time, everyone, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.